The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to jamieappsmedia.com. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, the ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week I'll be joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts to run you through the entertainment media we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we'll provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. This week I'm joined by a freelance social commentator who lists their favourite movie as American Psycho and favourite TV show as Peaky Blinders. Welcome back to the show, Blake Robinson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening from. How's everything over your way? <laughs> oh, same old, I guess. <laughs> whatever whatever I've got going on at the time. Get up to much over the weekend? Well, I lasted all weekend without doing anything until right at the end on Sunday. Went and played a little bit of barefoot bowls. It's been a while since I picked up a bowl and uh, I reckon I still got it. Very nice. Did you win at least? Beat Grady. <laughs> um, well, I think I actually think Grady went a little bit better than me for some reason. I think we, no, we let him. No, yeah, someone. No, we I'll let him win. You know how it is. It's a good mate. Nice. Uh, and you're watching uh, the Masters. Oh, I watched so much golf. How good was it? I'm loving it. Sort of helps that it's on at the middle of the night, and I work night shift too. Yeah, that's definitely a bonus for you. How wild was that? Um, the hole in one on Friday. Oh no, I was in the practice. John Rahm, yeah, he skipped it across the water. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's why he was game enough to like try and skip it. It wasn't a tournament shot. Yeah, no, nah. no, nah, it's just in the practice rounds on Wednesday, I think. Yeah, barbaric stuff. The more I watched that video, the crazier that shot got. Yeah, I don't know what you just hit it and hope for the best in that situation. Like, not in chance in the world that he think that was ever going to go in. <laughs> but as it got, as it kept rolling on the green, getting close, I'm like, no way. Yeah, like when I first saw it, like the caption was like, "Yeah, skipped off the lake hole in one." I'm like, "Yeah, righto." It, and when it skipped, I was like, "Okay, the hole must just be like right there on the front side of the green." It skipped and then just took a big left turn. I was like, "Okay." I've never tried to skip a ball across the water, but I can't imagine it'd be that easy. Yeah, just skipping it was incredible, and then it just did this massive turn and roll. Like, well played. I was actually, um, I was so bored on Saturday, just hanging around the home doing nothing. I, um, and a bit of master's fever, I actually rang up and ordered a new set of golf clubs. So, <laughs> so that, that happened. Whoops. No, very exciting times, and I'll hopefully get them by the end of the week, and I'll get out there next week and have a, have a go. I haven't played in ages, but I've just been so bored lately. I need a new hobby. Hit Buddy up. He's a, a member of the Wollongong Golf Course, so he'll be out. He's out there nearly every couple of days. Oh, really? Wollongong's probably a bit far fetched for me. That's a pretty hard course. Got to hit. Got to hit straight. I've got to. I've got to hit it straight first. <laughs> Start out at Coldwater or something where it's nice and flat and easy. Yeah, I, I like. I like Campbell. I play there, but it's, uh, that's pretty easy. Close to home. Did you get to watch much this week? I actually watched so much, man. <laughs> like I watched, I watched a bit of old stuff too. Like um, what I watched, I watched. Oh, I finally watched Mother for the second time. Like the first time I watched that, I was like, "This is just an amazing movie." But one of those ones where I never built up the courage to watch it again because <laughs> it just made me so uncomfortable the whole the whole time of the film, and it was just a bit on edge. Have you seen it? Is that the one that's? Like the Adam and Eve story. So it's, it's got Jennifer Lawrence in it and um Oh Javier Bardem. Bardem, yeah, and um so it's just that this couple they buy this like country house out in the like uh, in the bush. Like he's a poet, so he wants to get to this like quiet house just to relax and like write and they're trying to have a kid but and he's got like he's pretty he's a pretty big well known poet in the movie and um so he has a big fan base and um He's very accepting and open to letting his fans into his life. So um, every time one of them knocks on the door, they sort of let him into the house and make them feel welcome. And eventually, it starts getting out of hand, and there's <laughs> ends up being hundreds of people like 
crowd in the house, living in the house, and the Jennifer Lawrence character, his wife, like gets over it and like they're trying to have a kid and they end up having the kid and um, basically letting all the fans like share the kid and everything just goes, gets a bit out of hand and uh, spirals into disaster. And it's, yeah, one of those like just on edge films where it just stresses you out the whole time. Like, you don't know what's going to happen next and you know, everything that happens just makes you feel like, uh, uncomfortable, gives you anxiety. It's very good, very good. Darren Aronofsky does it. Yeah, it's like, it's called Mother because it's about like Mother Earth. It's got all these weird like biblical connotations and I didn't pick up on it until right at the end and then I was like, oh, I see what this is. It's one of those movies where you don't get it until the end and you kind of, it does need that second watch through. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's been nearly a year since <laughs> the first time I watched I finally watched it again, but yes. Same feels. Good movie. But hey, what else did I watch? I watched, um, watched Gone Girl. That's a great Very, movie. It's too. a classic. The twist at the end makes that so much more incredible too. It's like, whoa. It's a bit teeth grinding too, like the, how, the way the wife sort of um, puts on this sort of nice girl's side and tries to bring him back into his life. It's almost like there is big sequel vibes, hey? Yep. I was I wanted I wanted it to keep going just to find out how they end up in their relationship whether who kills who first. Oh yeah, it's that's a crazy movie that one. I love that movie. What else did I watch? It I watched Gatsby again for the hundredth time <laughs> Sunday. Um, yeah, then some new stuff that you've been watching too. So we knocked out Fat Man. Yeah. You want you want I'll let you. I'll give I'll give you the floor for Fat Man. Yeah, so we got sent the uh, the screener link for Fat Man, which is Mel Gibson's new one. Not out yet, either, is it? No, it's out Thursday, so tomorrow, by the time this episode drops. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like this weird, dark comedy where Mel Gibson plays a gun-toting Santa Claus He's not. He isn't Santa Claus, is he? He's he's more. It's the more the Saint Nick character, like Chris Chris Kringle. He's never he's never in costume in the movie. Yeah, he's like the undercover Santa Claus, essentially. That's sort of what I liked about it. It was a Christmas movie without being a Christmas movie. Like it sort of had nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah, it's just got. It takes all the like themes and references of Santa Claus and. Crappy kids getting given coal and all of that sort of stuff. I didn't think I'd like it, to be honest with you. I watched the trailers. I was like, oh, no, this looks a bit, a bit cheesy. But no, it was actually, I actually really enjoyed it, eh? It was pretty full on, too, like violent. I didn't muck around. <laughs> so much shooting and like, a bit gory. I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty hectic. Yeah, it's weird, though, because it's like, it's got all those sort of Christmassy elements. It's got like a 12 year old as one of the main characters. But then it has all those crazy violent moments. It's like, is this meant to be for adults or is this meant to be for kids? Weird in between. Yeah, it's like this little bratty twelve-year-old who in, inherited his like parents' wealth, and he like, hires a hitman to kill the, the fat man. Which yes, because he got got given coal for Christmas, a lump of coal, literally. <laughs> yeah, and Santa like his business is obviously failing. Like everybody doesn't really believe in him anymore, so he has to team up with the army. And yeah, he sort of got a bit fed up, didn't he, with um, just giving kids presents for the sake of it, whether they're naughty or nice. So he went all out and gave what, 80% of the kids, all the naughty ones, that actually gave him a lump of coal for Christmas, and they all sort of turned on him. <laughs> Everyone lost faith in Santa. The assassin sort of plays into that idea of the bad kids getting given the coal because he had that happen as, his, as a kid, so he's like, Happy to go along with trying to take out Santa Claus. A bit personal for him. Who, who I don't know who that character was. I've never seen him in anything before. But he sort of seems like he's a bit prominent in that sort of role in other movies. Hey, I, I sort of recognise him. I didn't. His name's Walton Goggins, and he's in heaps of different stuff. Playing this, he pretty much always plays the bad guy. Yeah, you can tell <laughs> he couldn't play a good guy. He just looks shady. And I loved all the the twists on the um the elves and It was a cool take, oh. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely a fun one in terms of the way it it uses the Santa mythology and bits and pieces. I was trying to compare it to another style of movie 
like, um, so was it Logan, that one about Wolverine? Like, it was, like, a superhero movie, but it, but it wasn't? Yeah, a, a very sort of grounded superhero movie. Yeah, it'd be like something like Gotham too. Like, it's about sort of Batman, but it's not. Yeah, it takes all those crazy elements and puts them onto an actual real-life scenario type thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd never even heard of it. Yeah, then I watched the trailer. I was like, what's, what's going on here? Yes, I actually enjoyed it in the end. It was pretty cool. But yeah, he's got he had this superhero well, strength. Hey, all I suppose Santa would have to. <laughs> but yeah, he couldn't die. They couldn't kill him. It's... Yeah, and he's had all the like regenerative abilities and stuff. Yeah, cool yeah. take. Cool Just take. Just a fun. It's it's a silly Christmas movie. Like, it's not definitely not going to win any awards or anything. But it's a nice, fun Sunday Arvo movie. It was a bit cheesy, but. Yeah, something different as far as Christmas movie goes. If you're not the biggest um, Christmas fanatic, definitely get into it. Yeah, that that gives a nice little segue into for our Christmas episodes. So what we're going to do come Christmas time on December 16th and 23rd, we're going to do a a big two-part episode. We're all going to come together and each one of us is bringing our favourite Christmas movie and we're going to debate over which one is the best one. Decisions, decisions. Have you chosen yours yet? If you want to give it away, I have, but I haven't. I'm tossing up between a couple, so I can't can't give off any um, spoilers yet. It's got to be right. It's got to be right. You're the only one that I don't. Worth the wait. There's been a couple of surprising selections. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple, but some absolute classics too that just simply need covering. Speaking of early Christmas, I've. Been driving around and slowly there's front yards full of lights. I'm not sure what the thought process there is, middle of November. I think it's just a case of 2020 sucked. Let's try and do something good. Yeah, well, I suppose the quicker you make Christmas come, the quicker the, the year's going to be over, isn't it? So I might as well just get over and done with. Yep, everybody loves Christmas and they're all just like, let's move into the the nice part of the year. Yet to hear... um. Yet to hear carols or Christmas songs in shops, though. I think that's next. I've got to go to the shops to Sabo, so no doubt cop something, man. I went to Lauren's house last weekend, and um, her mum has already put all the Christmas lights and the Christmas tree was up. I walked in and was like, whoa, this is... Someone loves Christmas. Yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the warning? No, I know a couple of people with the trees up too, but yeah. Well, each to their own, whatever. I'm just, I'm just getting over Halloween. I did some of my Christmas shopping already, so. Really huge. Yeah, I'm well, in, well on top of it this year. The joys of being at home and. Got nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just at home. I'm like, right, I'm just going to go online. I'm going to order all this stuff and it's going to be done. I'm barely going to have to leave the house. It's best. Well, I guess I bought myself an early Christmas present buying golf clubs. <laughs> That's how bored I got. <laughs> I'll claim it. That's true. I. I also did the same last week, picked up the uh, PS5. Oh, yeah. I've seen, seen everyone getting those. How do you how do you go with it? You've been playing it? Yeah, I've been playing quite a bit. So I haven't watched all that much this week. Is it all right? What have you been playing? Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Is there many games out for it? Because I sort of had a lot. I was flicking through Harvey Norman's website, and they didn't seem to have a whole lot. Uh, there's not a whole lot of purely PS5 exclusives. But there's a lot of games that are they're crossing over from the, the four to the five, and then they have that yeah. up resed higher quality version for the five. You got you got the um you got the disc one, didn't you? Have you tried putting any PS4 games in and testing them out? Uh, I haven't put any discs in, but I've downloaded like stuff that I had from the four, and they work fine. They obviously up the resolution a bit, like updated them, have they? Yeah, and then they just they run better too, like because it's got the solid state drive. It's ridiculously fast in loading stuff. Is that a substitute for the size of the thing? Because the console's huge, isn't it? It's massive. It's like my full torso. Is there what's their reasoning? Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of people won't have room for it. Like where they're going to be putting it, eh? Like in their TV consoles and whatnot. Yeah, thankfully I put mine. Like on my desk in the office, there's a big space next to the TV so it can just stand up and doesn't actually look too bad. Does it heat up heaps? Like, how's it? Does it, like, is there like a big fan? No, so that's apparent. 
that's apparently why they made it so big, so it doesn't overheat and make the ridiculous fan noises that the four was making towards the end. Oh yeah, I've been playing a bit of PS4 lately, and yeah, it's heats up a fair bit. Yeah, crazy noises. Sounds like it's going to take off. <laughs> yeah, man. Like <laughs> I leave like the little console cupboard door open when I play, so I wouldn't burn the house down. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they sound like jet engines when they start pushing. But yeah, like, I was worried. Like, I knew it was going to be huge. And I opened it. I was like, yeah, it's it's definitely big. But it's not it's not the prettiest console. But it looks fine where it is. Are they, what do you think of the white? Are they going to do a black one? That would have to, man. Uh, surely they will. Because the two side panels pop off really easily. Yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't surprised if sony comes out in a few months being like for 20 bucks buy this custom different color side panel and stuff yeah for sure but you can a guy that i know from south australia he got his painted all black yep it looks sick looks awesome looks Just really careful good. paint using so it doesn't eat into the, the plastic yeah he got like a proper computer modding company to come and do it yeah true yeah, sick. Even if you like got vinyl wrapping or something for it, well, like matte black that looks sick. So I've had I've had like a couple of issues with like crashes and glitches. Yeah. But it seems to be like most people are having these sort of little things, and it's literally just like the console turns itself off and then it turns back on. It just says it has to rebuild the memory, but it takes like thirty seconds and it's fine. Like. Oh really? I'm assuming it's just some little weird software glitch that they'll push an update and yeah probably give it a couple of updates so eh? in a few updates time it might iron out like those cruises it's always it's always a bit like nerve-wracking i guess buying first release stuff same as iphones like there's always known issues hey eh? yeah but thankfully it doesn't seem to be anything hardware related it all does appear to be software at the moment so it'll just be a quick I was a little bit worried with the size of the solid state drive because it's only like 870 gig or something. But I've got 11 games installed and still have like 20 or 30 gig left. It's, I've got the original like Spider-Man remastered, the Miles Morales PS5, Call of Duty Black Ops, which is a huge file. It's like 150 gig or something. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, Astro's Playroom, which comes automatically installed. NBA 2K21, the PS5 version. Another big file. Uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Vampire, Crash Bandicoot, Bug Snacks, God of War, and PGA. And I've still got plenty of space left. Oh, yeah, I was actually looking at golf games. Because um, there's, there's a 2K and there's... Um... What's that, your 2K? What one are you? You got 2K and there's PGA. Yeah, PGA 2K21. I don't know which one's the best. Is 2K the better one? Yeah, I'd, I'd go the 2K one. It's fun. And it's got all custom courses and heaps of online stuff. So Back when fun. the PSP first came out, I used, to, I used to play PSP heaps. So I had like Tiger Woods, like 06, 07, 08, 09. Them games were sick. This is so fun. Golf games are so fun to play. Yeah, so 2K. I was at JB the other day having a look. I was like, couldn't, couldn't decide which one to get. And I was like, ah, no, I'll have, have to look into it more. <laughs> yeah, definitely, that's definitely next game to get. All that in 2K, NBA. You played uh, 21 much? A, a few games. Um, Graphics look sick. With the PS5 upgrade, it's mental. <laughs> it fully looks like you're just watching a game. Yeah, some of the, I've seen some of the screen grabs. Like some of the players just look <laughs> so real. Very real. You know how, like, during a game, you'll get like it'll cut to like an interview package with one of the players. Yeah, it has those where they've obviously just taken those videos, but they've subbed in like the proper computer-generated player into that, and then face mapped it. Yeah, it's wild. It's just craziness. Yeah, I'm keen to get around it. I'm gonna have to wait till. Uh... Or when January, probably February, realistically. They've improved how much, how quickly it downloads and installs games. Like, I downloaded all eleven of those games overnight. Yeah, really. And 
they were all perfectly ready to go Friday morning. Um, switching between them with the SSD is really quick. You just flick over and it just jumps straight into it, maybe 30 seconds and you're into the game. Like No sitting around waiting for it to load up for ages. All positive so far. Yeah, super positive about it. Um, for anybody that gets it, highly recommend playing through the pre-installed Astros Playroom game just because it showcases... Like, the, the biggest thing with this console is the new controller. Yep. It is absolutely incredible next-gen technology. Like, it's got haptic feedback, so instead of just a regular rumble, it can vibrate in different ways so you get a different feeling in your hands yeah so in astro's playroom it'll have you running across ice and then through water and sand and stuff and all those vibrations feel slightly different yep and then it's also got adaptive triggers does it need recharge oh, sorry does it need recharging often with all those extra features you feel it runs out of battery quicker mm, i haven't charged it since sunday and i've been playing yeah, really. a fair bit yep. yesterday and today and it's got USB-C, so it charges real quick as well. But yeah, with the with the triggers, they've got um, they're not just like pull and press a button anymore. There's a little gear inside the trigger, so it can change how stiff the trigger itself is. So like when I'm playing COD, different guns, the trigger is slightly different. There might be a a click halfway through, and then if you pull again, that's when it actually fires yeah. the gun. It's hard to get used to. No. It's just like, the first time you hit it, you're like, oh, hang on. <laughs> and like some of them, like they won't have a click. They'll just be like real st- stiff and slow to pull in. Um, if a gun jams, it'll just totally lock up the, the trigger itself. Yeah. I didn't think the controller would be that incredible, but it when you play it, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this... This is what the new technology can actually do. So it's just hopeful that they actually yeah. use that in a heap of games. Like Call of Duty, Astros have been the biggest ones. NBA, Spider-Man, I haven't really noticed it, but yeah, definitely Call of Duty. Yeah, I was going to say NBA, NBA would probably be a big one that they could utilize it with. Especially the, I think the the vibrate, they could, yeah. And especially yeah, like the vibrations, they could do it so you can actually feel if someone's coming at you from behind, you can feel what side they're coming from. Yeah, imagine feeling like players' footsteps on the court that are like closer to you and like as they get closer, it vibrates a bit more and stuff like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get there. Definitely fun. I, I would hope that, like they always seem to do, they bring out the slim model and the smaller version. Hopefully they do that because this thing is ridiculously huge. Yeah, I've just been playing. Uh, finally, finally got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. So good, man. Yeah, it's so fun. I just love, I love how like simple it is too, like with the challenges, like the, the same as it used to be. Like you just got to click off what the, like the 10 challenges per per level. Like you got to collect skate, get the secret tape, like just do all that stuff. Like they haven't complicated it. <laughs> it's just like, just how it used to be. It's so fun. I'm loving it. Yeah, they literally just made it look way better. They pretty much kept it exactly the same. It still feels the same. Yeah, like I haven't played in, Years, years, and I just picked up straight away and just the controls just come back to me. <laughs> I picked it up and felt really crap at it straight away. I was like, oh, yep, I'm old and suck now. Oh, yeah, definitely a bit rusty. Definitely rusty. <laughs> but I used to play it so much as a kid that you just, you just gone at it, just knew everything. But, yeah, it's good fun, man. I'm loving it. Every time I've got to spare a few minutes, just fire it up. It's been good. Uh, anything else that you uh, checked out? Yeah, I did, actually. Um couple of movies on netflix i didn't realize i was just flicking through netflix to see what was there there was a movie that came out oh i remember watching the trailer for it it's called the way back and it's got ben affleck in it. it's like he's um it's sort of like coach carter vibes hey yep so like ben affleck he just plays this um like alcoholic who was once like the best high school basketball player in the country and um like the his former high school is like struggling in the like the state league so um and I think it's like the Catholic school league as well. So like the the priest or whatever who runs the school, I ring him up, say, "Hey, we like we want you to come back and, and coach." And he ends up like turning the team around, taking them to, like to the playoffs. And I think and they might even end up winning the national championship. I forgot. Well, they definitely won like the state championship. Like it was this huge turnaround. But 
he ends up um, like still carrying on like with his drinking, and then they end up like, getting rid of him like the day before like the championship game. So the boys have to go like, go to the game without without their coach. But um, yeah, it's a really good story, a really good story. And it's sort of like a on the side too. He's um like the sort of reason for he's like an alcoholic is because he's separated from his wife because I think their son died, like ten year old son died not too long ago of um he had some like cancer. So it's like yeah, it's a really good story, like really um heartfelt and emotional movie. I liked it, and it's yeah, it got basketball as well. It's the bonus. Yeah, it's just like a, a sort of newer newer version of Coach Carter. And he's like dealing with all these like troubled kids and whatnot. Ben Affleck's gun, bro. He's so underrated, I reckon. Oh, I love him. Like even as Batman, he he was actually really cool as Batman. Yeah. Yeah, so I was at and by coincidence I watched that after watching Gone Girl and like yeah, he's just every every role he does is good. Like one of my favorite movies is the the town. Yep. He's he's yeah, he kills that. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. When you uh, said the way back as an option, I was like, what the heck is this movie? And then when I saw him in it, I was like, oh, yep, I need to go watch this at some point. Yeah, when I was flicking through Netflix, I didn't, I seen it, I was like, oh my God, I remember watching the trailer for it ages ago. I just, yeah, I never heard much noise about it when it got released, so they just sort of snuck it out. I must have went to the movies. It only came out this year. Oh, did it? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was an old one. Yeah, it probably because of everything that's going on, they just went, yeah, let's just Yeah, I think so. slip it out on Netflix or Netflix purchased it and... Yeah, it's like when they release what's coming to and from Netflix too, like that that list, like every month. I, I was I probably read I didn't even like the name probably didn't even click. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have clicked with me at all. Until I saw like the thumbnail with him in, in it and it was a basketball movie, I was like, Oh, yep. That's something I need to watch. Yeah, big coach Carter vibes. That was good. And another Netflix original, His House. One another one I didn't even know that existed. You know like them Netflix horrors you like I think what nineteen was it nineteen twenty two that was that was another one that like really good that's just sitting there, no one talks about. But yeah, it's, um, his house was called Netflix originals. Pretty um, I reckon chilling. Chilling's the word, and there's a bit of like jump scare in it. Is that the the UK based one? Yeah, so it's like this African couple who seek asylum to the UK on a boat, and like, on the way. Their like adopted or stolen daughter, you could say, um, fell off the boat and drowned, and um, they didn't sort of go back together. They just like looked after themselves and kept going. Then when they get to the UK, they get put in this like scummy little village in London, and um, they put them in this like housing commission, and it's, there's no furniture in. It's like run down, like you'd, something you'd see squatters in. And um, every every night, like when the lights are out, the both the couple get haunted by like the ghost of the, the girl that they left behind. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's really good. It's like proper scary? Um, it, it sort of was, eh? <laughs> there was, yeah, some stuff that like really got me. Nice. I'll have to check that one out. Was... Definitely a light, definitely a lights on one. <laughs> okay. Yep. I might have to watch that one by myself. I'm not sure I can talk Lauren into watching more horror after what I put her through during October. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, Halloween's on Netflix too now. The new one. That snuck itself on there. Yeah. We've been trying to find the original. Oh, yeah? Like, because she's never seen that, but she's seen the newest one. And I was like, I will watch the original. And then it's nowhere to be found on streaming services. Like, my options were the Halloween remake, which is on Netflix. And then I think... Shudder or Amazon have I think it was Shudder have Halloween three, four and five. Oh yeah. I was like, um we nobody has the Halloween one? Like what? Yeah, I wonder if this could be a reason for it. I've I remember I've watched it online in the last couple of years. I, I don't know, maybe I just found some sort of stream link for it. It yeah, it might have been on Netflix and then the new one came and they've just dropped it, but Yeah, probably I was like, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Could find all the sequels, but I couldn't find the original. I was like, "Are you kidding?" Yeah, it's Netflix got a couple of movies like that. It's frustrating. Yeah, they have a lot of good things on there. Then you're like, you know, it's on there. Like Gatsby's a good example. Like it's on there for a month, and they'll take it off for a month, and they'll put it back on. And every time I want to go watch it again, I'm, like, I'm obsessed with it. It's such a good movie. <laughs> but every time I want to go watch it again, I'm just like, it's not there. I'm like, oh my god, just leave it on there. It's a staple. Yeah, that's. 
that's the biggest problem with like streaming services. Like, yes, you have access to a ridiculous amount of movies, but you you can sort of never be sure that they're going to be there when you want them to be. Yeah, like you're adamant it's on there, then you're like you g yourself up all day, all week to watch it. Like, yeah, I'm going to watch that on the weekend. Then you go to search for it, it's not there, like, and you know it's there because you've watched it before. And then they've just taken it off for the month. It's frustrating. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part about the uh, the new Google Chromecast. Yeah, that I've got on the lounge room TV. It's got a search function, and when you search it literally searches all the apps that you have installed on it. Ah, oh, that's heaps good. So you don't have to go through and be like, is it on Netflix? Nah. Is it on Stan? Nah. Is it on Amazon? Nah. You literally just search once and it'll pop up with wherever it's available. I'm like, that's so much better. That's how we worked out. We couldn't find it. See so what uh, Stan have done with, they've got those uh, sports contracts now. They're sort of turning into like a, a KO. It's been interesting. They've got, is it ex- I don't know if it's exclusive rights, but they got on Wimbledon and Wim- Australian Open as well, and Roland Garros French Open, and they've I don't know I've seen a couple other sports they've picked up broadcasting rights for, which is huge. Yeah, so they've got they've definitely got exclusivity over rugby. Yeah, it's rugby. That's right. And I think I'm not sure if it was exclusive, but they also have the rights to yeah Wimbledon and Roland Garros. Yeah, no, it wasn't Australian Open. Yeah, it's the rugby is what I first seen. So that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting, eh? That's sort of the first power move from other movie streaming services to do that. The thing I am unsure about though is because every time I've seen the ads, it says in their new sport package. So is that going to be like an added thing that you have to pay a bit extra for per month? You'd think you'd think so. Eh? It wouldn't. It'd only be a couple bucks, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like even if it's only like two or three bucks a month, like people will take it. Yeah, well, like, if you don't have a choice, like, if it's not on free to air, like, if they've completely taken exclusive rights, then you're going to have to do it. Yeah, especially if you're, like, a big rugby fan and want to watch all the the Super Rugby and then the the, the Wallabies games, like, you literally yeah. have no other choice, but Well, it's good that they've had um, been having some rugby on free to air on like, a win. That's been good. Like, because I wouldn't normally, I wouldn't normally watch it otherwise. I love that there is a bit of competition now. It's not literally just fox sports there's almost there's i was thinking the other day like there's no reason why you need foxtel these days it's, and it's like expensive still it's like it's pricey yeah absolutely not like if you just get ko and binge that's cheaper than having a monthly foxtel subscription and you get the exact same stuff ko has everything like a thing i keep forgetting about ko too like you can actually watch channels like that you like instead of just picking a sport like a game you want to watch you can actually watch like channels like espn and like yeah you can just turn them on and let them play like yeah i keep forgetting about that i, just, I need to start doing it more but yeah like what else what the only thing i wanted to get fox stores for was sky racing but um well I've since realized like a couple of weeks ago i just i got a web browser on my tv and i just go onto the tab app then i just get it up full screen and just stream all day just on the web browser so there's like no reason i need foxtel it's so pricey yeah yeah for their price foxtel is like the only reason people have Foxtel now, I think, is for people like my nan and pop who sort of aren't tech savvy enough to run a KO on their TV. But yeah, yeah, true. It's still not everyone has a like a fancy like smart TV too. Like a lot of people have older TVs that you can't have a web browser or you can't stream like apps straight from. Yeah, but then like you just get KO on your phone and get a Chromecast for 90 bucks and you sweet as. Yeah, but like you said, it's, that's that's rocket science to some people. Yeah, like my nan and pop would have no hope of doing that, so they've just got a Foxtel box, which makes it easy. But Yeah, exactly. Even I'm struggling, struggling with me Chromecast at the moment because I've got like the, one of the original ones, the, the first ones that come out, and it's just frustrating me. It's sort of too hard to set up because that was back before you needed the Google Home app to set it up. You just do it on the web browser. I'm just going to need a new one, I think. It's just frustrating me. Yeah, and it's it's a pain having to run things through your your phone. Like, mm. we've got the the access to my Nana Pop's Foxtel account, so like anytime I want to watch the darts or anything that's on Fox Sports, yeah, there isn't an app on the new Chromecast, so what, I have to run it off my phone and then cast it to the TV. Yeah, it's just you just want everything on one. So it's it's like that one extra step that's just a pain in the butt. Oh, that's <laughs> when it's really not a pain, but it is a massive pain. 
yeah, like if I want to chuck Netflix on, I should just turn it on and use the little remote and it's there. Like it's only 30 seconds extra, but it feels like such a bigger hassle now compared to it's a lifetime a lifetime of inconvenience <laughs> oh yeah so speaking of that sort of netflix horror type thing i watched a, a movie called greta yeah and it's a 2018 psychological thriller starring glowy grace moretz has it got anything to do with greta thunberg <laughs> no thank goodness Good, good, good. I might be interested in watching it then. <laughs> this one follows a, a young girl called Frances, who's played by Chloe. And she finds a, a lost handbag on the subway and takes it back to the owner, who turns out to be this sort of lonely widow named Greta, played by Isabel Hubert. And this Greta has this really dark secret past and develops like an obsession with uh, Chloe's character and begins sort of stalking her social media, constantly calling her and texting her. She uh, shows up at uh, the work at her workplace, which is like this restaurant and just stands outside and watches through the window and just gets like really creepy and, yeah, I'm having a look now. It looks interesting, eh? I've never heard of it. I remember when it came out in 2018, I was invited to it and I had something on so I couldn't go. Yeah, right. And someone else went and I I watched the trailer and I was like, that looks like a really cool movie. I'll have to check that out when it when it's available. And when it popped up on Netflix a week or two ago. And yeah, sick. I might watch it this weekend. Over the weekend, sat down with Lauren and watched it and we were both just like, that movie goes places that you don't expect it to. Yeah, it looks good, man. Like it. Intense. It's actually really cool. Yeah, looks man. See how love those random movies, man. They're just mad. They just surprise you. Yeah, like it doesn't do anything supernatural or ridiculous along that lines. It's just this messed up psychological movie about a crazy stalker, essentially. Yeah. So yeah, de- I think. I think you'll enjoy that one. That's definitely one that you would check out and enjoy. Yeah. Looks looks the goods. For sure. You know another one like that? I think, I, it did blow up, though. It was but Molly's Game. I never really looked into it too much. But then I just watched it. I was like, yeah, I'll check this out. But I was sort of half not realising that it was the movie that everyone was like going on about. It was really good, eh? Is that the the poker or blackjack one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's this? Um, so she starts out like just taking names on a door at this underground poker club. And like she sits there all night just like taking drink orders and she sort of gets just learns herself like what the poker players are doing. And then she's like, hey, I can do this. So she starts taking the names and the contacts and saying, hey, come over to it. Like starting her own little underground secret poker tournament and um, poaches all the players and, and she ends up making heaps of money. Ends up being like the biggest underground poker like dealer or game in the, like the country sort of thing was yeah, really interesting yeah i remember when that first hit buddy was like yeah you need to check this out and i never got around to it so i might have to yeah it's just one of those ones it's like yeah whatever it doesn't look like muffin special yeah yeah real good i might have to check that one out this weekend if we've got time hopefully nothing but time for me this weekend unless i get golf clubs and i'll be straight out there heaps of heaps of juicy trades in the nba just happened in the salvo i'm just sort of uh just Caught glimpse of it now. I saw the one this. I saw the one this morning was um. Yeah, Chris Paul's going to yeah to Phoenix. That's insane for a fair few players, but that's going to be huge leadership for them. Yeah, it sounds like uh OKC is blowing it up and starting again. Yeah, well they've got some young guys. Oh, and as well, but um Dennis Schroeder's going from OKC to the Lakers, so that'd be a good shooter for us. So then they're, they're not going to be left for much. Oh, yeah, and yeah, not OKC. I'm. Um, Houston are blowing it up. Yeah. Um, Harden, is Harden moving or he wants to move? i just seen something about Houston. Yeah, um, I think, no, I think Harden wanted to go to... He wants to go to Brooklyn. The, yeah, the Nets. Yeah, I seen that the other day. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that place is going to be a cluster. Bro, imagine Kyrie, Harden and Durant. That's insanity. But uh, Westbrook wants to leave Houston as well. 
yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're just gonna have to blow it up and rebuild. I did just see a trade from Houston. Oh yeah. Um the Rockets are finalising a trade to send Robert Covington to Portland for Trevor Reza. So bit of um yeah, it's all happening. How good's free agency? Love it. Yeah, if um Harden goes to Brooklyn though, like how is that team gonna work? Yeah, well, Kyrie's got to stay healthy. <laughs> and all three of them want the ball in their hand all the time. Like, yeah, you got two two of like the best shooters potentially of our generation in like Harden and Durant. Then you got Kyrie just wants the ball himself as well. Be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't see how that t- that team works. Who else they got? It'll be a fun fun to watch, but it'll be. I was going to say they got JJ Russell, but he, he left. So he was another one. He was like their, their, their big shooter at the time. Then now look what's happened. No, it's good though. I, I don't mind it. It's, it's the, the era of a super team. I'm liking it. Stack the teams. It's good It's good to watch. I don't care if there's blowout games. I like it. You would when you got the Lakers and they can just say, we want you and then players drop everything to go there. It's struggled for 10 years. So now I'm getting a bit of glory going again. Str- struggled for 10 years. It's most bloody... Accoladed team in all of all time. <laughs> yeah, but since 2010 to now, it's rough going. But speaking of the NBA, it starts in soon, <laughs> like six weeks. I think 20, 21st of December starts back up. So it's good to get a bit of sport happening again. Yeah, it's like the bloody the Premier League where it feels like it only just finished and they were, they were back again. Yeah, found myself watching Women's Big Bash the other night. Jeez, how bored were you? I know, we need to get a bit of order back in the joint, get some, some sport happening. I went to I went to Origin the other night, that was good. It was good to watch a bit of footy in November. Oh, yeah? How was it? Yeah, it was, really, it was a really good game, but it was good atmosphere. There was a sellout at ANZ, like 40,000 was the sellout, so half capacity, but yeah, it was insane. Really good night. Like, the Aussie women cricketers are great to watch, but... The big bash just—they're good. They're, the women's big bash does nothing for me at all. Yeah, I know. Yes, but it was live sport. See, they've see all the rule changes they're bringing in for the men's big bash this year. Um, I might have seen a couple. It's there's actually a couple. A place it is becoming such a circus. It has so much potential. It just needs it's just not been run properly. It could be huge. And yeah, they just. They change it every year. Like, just leave it. Let it build a bit. It's got such a good platform. Yeah, like, every night there's a, a game on. That's all you need. You don't need, like, the new rules are something like the first four overs are like a power play type deal. Yeah, just keep it. 2020 is good enough as it is. Like, the just original 2020 rules. But then there's another, the batters have a choice of two extra overs at any time they want. Really? I haven't, yeah, I haven't read about these. Yeah, so it's essentially the same. Like they can't put fielders out of the circle for two overs. Both teams can have a a twelfth and thirteenth man who at any point can like sub in for a player. So wow, that's that's pretty big. Like yeah, they, they can only sub in once, but like you pick your your thirteen or fourteen, you could stack that first eleven with an extra bowler. And then when you find out you're batting, you can sub out one of those bowlers. So, like, I, l- I don't mind that one, but it's also... That's pretty big, though. Yeah, like you said, you can have an extra bowler in your 11. Yeah. Then when it's time to bat, you sub in your, <laughs> you sub in your batsman at 12 or 13. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and it's I think it's, yeah, the rule is, like, if you're subbing a bowler for a batter, that bowler can't have bowled multiple overs or stuff like that. So, like... Ah, uh, yeah, they never, they definitely have a maximum overs. Yeah, can't bowl a full spell. If they, if you have that extra bowler in the first innings, and they bowl their four, you can't then sub them in the sec in the second innings, which makes sense. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder what they're trying to do because it's entertaining enough as it is. You don't want it to complicate it too much. Exactly. Like that's why I, when I saw the changes, I was like, it's going to get too complex where people are just like, I don't know what's happening. Like. Like, what's their target demographic? Like, you just see families and, like, kids at the game and, like, kids are just going to be like, what is going on? Yeah, they just need to keep it simple. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's good that it's live every night. That's the best part about it. Yeah, that's my favourite part about summer. And they need to knock it out. I think last year it dragged on a bit too much and people started losing interest because they lost heaps of ratings and heaps of audience numbers towards the end of it. I think it just went on too far. Yeah, because I think they had to play each other like three or four times and yeah, the season was too long. Whereas the year bef- the I think the year before was where they found that perfect sweet spot of, I'm not sure if everyone played each other twice, but you at least played the majority of teams twice. I think it was, yeah, you played everyone twice and then the finals. But that was like the perfect filler of like a couple of months, a game every night, Friday and Saturday had two games. It was perfect. Yeah, that's all you needed. Yeah, the other games were the best, like the early game. Start the night off perfect. Yep. But yeah, I think because everyone, everyone sort of, everyone liked it when they were off work and they were just at home all day and every night like doing nothing. But yeah, people started to go back in work in January. Then it's on midweek, like people are working and it's just, everyone's like, yeah, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah, but like during the week, like yeah, you just have that one game and it's the perfect like come home, you have dinner, like whether it's a barbie or something at home, you just chuck that on, have that on the background while you're eating dinner. It's perfect. Oh, the best. The best. Yeah, if you're down at the pub or something for dinner midweek and there's always a game on, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I never used to get into it, but yeah, once it's, it's sort of crucial for summer now, it's a part of summer. Yeah. And uh, who's your tip for the Origin Decider? Thankfully, it went to a decider. Honestly, man. Man, I actually picked Queensland to win. The, I had money on them too. I picked them to win the first game. I sort of... I, th- I thought that team, I was very underappreciated, that team. Like, everyone was just completely writing them off, but I still thought it was a pretty good team and they ended up winning. Um, New South Wales was way too good in the second game. Obviously, that's, that's how they, they played like everyone expected them to. But I mean, I honestly think Queensland, it's like in Queensland too, like they're very hard to beat. And it's going to be a sell, like a complete sell out there at capacity. I honestly think Queensland are winning that game. Munster's in as well. But I think Xavier Coates is questionable still, which is a pretty big out. I think... Munster coming back is the big one. Oh, you see what happened? Like he, what, he was on the field for what nine minutes or something, and they, that's that was their downfall. That's it. That's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah, Munster going out so early in game two definitely hurt them a lot. I think Jake Friend, Jake Friends is probably their second biggest impact player. I think he should have played Origin years ago, which he obviously couldn't because of Cameron Smith. But I think he's he's a big one. But yeah, if, if Munster plays and he's healthy, I think Queensland had a real big chance. But there was no way he was coming back on. No, he was yeah cold, and he like couldn't even walk himself off the field. Like, and they sort of the the water runner sort of delayed it a bit too. They like sort of decided if he stayed. And I was like, how is this even a decision? Like, he has to be off. He was out cold. Yeah, when he stood up and couldn't walk, I was like, yeah, he's done. Like, it's, he's not passing a concussion test. He's just yeah, almost surprised he's allowed to play a week later. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah they've done all the testing and he's back at his pre levels so but it was a scary thing like he was he was a mess yeah the fact that they even considered him staying on was ridiculous but yeah definitely queensland big chance and then uh boyd cordner he's like surely someone steps in but you got to give it up hang the boots up you you've got issues oh how is he allowed to keep playing well someone Blew up in the media the other day saying just leave it to the experts. Like they have all their club doctors and all their medical experts are saying like he's right, and everyone on the sidelines like us are saying, "Oh, what would we know? We he should be off." But I don't know, man. He's I don't know another player that's had that many concussions and HIAs. Yeah, well, I think he's had what half a dozen this season. It's like so many head knocks. Yeah, insane. And once you have them, you're more susceptible to them. So it's like I think it's time to hang them up, but. I think in his career, like 20-something times, he's been knocked out in the field. It's crazy. Yeah, with everything we know about. Let's imagine the long-term effect. Yeah, no, and look, all the stuff we know too, like all the research that's been done about that. Yeah, it's, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, with everything we know now, it's, it's not worth it. Like, retire and go and work on the footy show or something. They'll take you. Yeah, like have an extended off-season, like. It's going to come kind of around short for them, like with the guys playing Origin, like especially the guys that play finals. They've gone straight from the bubble of their team to the, the Origin bubble. Yeah, and then they're only going to have a few weeks off and they'll be... Because I think they go back to training for like two or three weeks before Christmas and have another couple of weeks off and they're back into it full tilt, New Year's. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Oh, well, what do we know? <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't think I've ever been concussed, so I probably can't say much. No, I haven't either. Don't really want to. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I hope I don't hit myself in the head with a golf ball. <laughs> yeah, don't do what Buddy does. Don't walk around with uh, headphones in. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> silly. <laughs> yeah, I said to him last week, he was talking about some audio book about uh, Trump playing golf. And I was like, so do you listen to that way you play golf? He's like, no, that's that feels like a surefire way of copping a golf ball in there. Yeah, surely that's distracting. So a lot of people go running with headphones. A lot of people, most people, like run with headphones in and music. I don't know how they do it. I can't do it. It's just too distracting. And like, yeah, another thing, like, it depends where you're running. Like, if you're on the road, like, you can't hear what's going on around you. Same as like when I go cycling. Like, I don't. I refuse to have any headphones in. I think it's just too dangerous. Yeah, nah. On a push bike, I definitely wouldn't like. Yeah, but yeah, like people run run on the road. It's the same. Like they can't hear you coming. No, I I wear them when I'm walking Toby, but like. When I walk him, it's over at the beach where there's just nothing around. And like, as long as I've got my eyes on him, it's not, I'm not going to see an, like another dog's not going to attack him. As long as I pay attention, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, well, there'll be a law against it one day, I reckon. People running, going for runs with headphones in, like on the road. Probably not even allowed to run on the road anyway. <laughs> even like in the city, you see people just walking around with their headphones in and not like noticing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happens all the time in the city. Like people catching the train. Like intersections, people just walk out in front of you. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, they can't hear you beeping. You can't hear them yelling. You can't hear the traffic lights. Yeah, I'm sure I've almost ran over people. Like they're just they're staring at their phone. They've got their headphones in, and they just step out in front of you. Even people who drive with headphones in, like people who drive with headphones in, it's dangerous. Yeah, I've seen that. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, but I've definitely seen people do it. Yeah, it have to be because you can't hear anything. Very distracting. Yeah, it's stupid. It's called Bluetooth on your. Your car, radio, finance, that's all you need. Yeah, taxi, taxi drivers and Uber drivers are probably most guilty for it too. Yeah. Uh, what is your top reco for the week? Yeah, I reckon check out The Way Back, the Ben Affleck basketball movie. Very good. It's on Netflix. Get on, go watch it on Netflix while it's still on there. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to recommend uh, another Netflix one, Greta. Yeah, cool. I, it definitely looks like my alley. Knew it was going to be decent but it was better than i thought so thank you for listening to the commentary booth if you enjoyed the show please remember to rate review and subscribe uh, you can follow me on social media at jamie apps media and you can follow blake over on twitter at captain crumbs with a z thank you the commentary booth is a fan-funded production of jamie apps media you can support the podcast alongside our magazine jamzine over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash jamieappsmedia. The following people supported at the Jam publisher level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Tracy Apps. (laughs) 